Okay, fans of the Midnight Skeptic, here we go yet again. And I'm warning you in advance, uh, I'm going to keep doing this until I get it right. And uh, that should occur maybe in the late spring of 2026. Maybe, if we're lucky. Anyway, here's my play-in music. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is The Midnight Skeptic. The views of The Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not, necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, this is the Midnight Skeptic Show number 76. Um, it'll be broadcast this coming Sunday, the uh, 10th uh, of July at uh, 9 p.m., the usual time, uh, Pacific Standard Time, and then it actually is midnight. Back on the East Coast, um, there's a couple of people back there that will get it at that time if they're not already in bed on a Sunday night. Okay, as I've said on the intro, um, the views of the Midnight Skeptic are not necessarily the views of KPCA, Petaluma Community Access, or any of its affiliates, although they should be, because my views, uh, as I've said over and over and over again, are the correct and proper views to have for everybody. I'll share my views with whoever wants my views to uh, incorporate them into their own uh, ideology, I guess. That's the right word. If you disagree with any of my views, and I'm for sure going to get some blowback on this show, uh, for sure, uh, send all hate mail and death threats to the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. It's all lowercase letters, all one word. Uh, I'll get it and then include some suggestions about what I should do or, you know, besides go F myself, uh, although I'll consider that as well. Okay, shout outs real quick. A dozen or so international listeners on Spotify via anchor.fm, uh, you know, Europe and... Um, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Arizona, uh, happy birthday, bro, Bram, my brother, my younger brother, 10 years younger, uh, and his family, his wife, Mina, and uh, his daughter, who is my niece, uh, Andrea, the nurse, and then her husband, Tim, and their three little uh, terrorists. Uh, they send me pictures of them. Um, they end up on my Facebook page. They're cute and they're growing. Jeez. You keep feeding, feeding kids and then they grow up. Yeah. In my case, I've not grown up. I've gotten larger. Uh, okay. And uh, Andrew and Tim, three terrorists. And then in Patagonia, Arizona, the uh, snake lady, Karina Hilliard. Um, if you hear this, Karina... Um, email me on themidnightskeptic.com uh, excuse me the midnight skeptic 
at gmail.com. Wow. Are you going to the PsyCon conference this year in Las Vegas? I don't know. Let me know if you are. Maybe I'll go down there and meet up with you again locally. Uh, Nariman. And then uh, Tom and Nancy Throw and their daughter Jenny, who listens in occasionally. Uh, Kevin and Lori and Katati. Cody and Keith K., the brothers. Uh, Art Kutznets uh, of um, Temple Iman, uh, Temple Benai, Israel, here locally. Okay. Uh, KPCA station manager Rob Tomaszewski, who actually listens to this, I guess, now and then, just to keep me on my toes. Up in Sacramento, Mickey Huff, the godfather of Project Censored, who has his show uh, here on KPCA. It was earlier this afternoon from 1 to 2. But it's repeated uh, on Friday, 1 to 2, on KPFA over in Berkeley, 94.1 FM. Okay. Uh, Dave and Rosita Takach up in uh, Sacramento. Uh, Sebastopol, Rich and Kathy Berger, Pacifica, Stan and Kathy Gustafson. And then the Sonora crowd that I saw this last weekend. Uh, Robert and Colleen Finnegan, thanks for your hospitality. I stayed at your place. And back in the, uh, well, I won't say my name over the air, but um, the Midnight Skeptics Bedroom. I guess I'm the only one who uses it uh, when I go up there occasionally to visit people, my old high school friends. Bob and Sandy Fisher, Brad and Martha. Uh, Brad, who is the curator of the Tuolumne County Historical Society Museum and Archive. He's their uh, computer guy, and uh, he's the only paid employee of that business. No, it's not a business. It's a public entity. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dora Larson, Judy May, Leonidas Maciel, Kathy Francis, and all the way down in Mexico City, uh, where my um, audio engineer and his fiance are vacationing right now in Mexico City. Okay. Uh, Rosie Lopez Negrete. Um, I shouldn't have trilled my R there. There's only one R in her last name. Okay. Uh, if if you want to speak Spanish and really trill your R's, uh, practicing ferrocarril. That's railroad in uh, Spanish. All right. In uh, Arkansas, Shannon Reed, I'm waiting for you to uh, let me know when you're coming back to uh, Sonoma County. I want another massage, really. Okay. And in Florida, Amelia Beamer in Edgewater and Nelson and Alice Lydell in the Sarasota area. Uh, up the coast to the Raleigh-Durham area, Dr. Dave Rubin and his wife, Vicki. And uh, on Long Island, uh, Gerilyn Goldfinger, uh, it, if you tune in to this, uh, well, watch it on YouTube. It's just easier. But if you tune in on www.kpca.fm, it's on at midnight, your time. Okay. All right. Let's get to the meat of the show. A climate controversy. It, that is kind of uh, splitting the uh, people that are 
worried about the climate and trying to reduce uh, CO2 and uh, everything else that gets into the atmosphere. Okay. Should advocates for climate action adopt harsh and even apocalyptic language when discussing the issue? Or should a softer, more hopeful tone be embraced? Too much doom and gloom is in the news and mental health professionals warn that is causing a surging anxiety among youth and that the idea that the fight against global warming is already lost, so there's no point in trying. Okay, there's um, you know controversy amongst climate advocates. Um, okay, doom and gloom, or hope and more hope. Okay, uh, fact number one. In the U.S., most hardcore MAGA heads minds will never be changed anyway, so forget them. Um, and short-term, non-visionaries like Joe Manchin of West Virginia are incapable of caring or thinking about the fate of the planet. Uh, he's a Democrat in name only. Let's see. D-I-N-Dino. Uh, Democrat name only. He, along with uh, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, who is also a Democrat, both of them uh, have held up progress in this country every bit as much as the hardcore MAGA Republicans uh, in the Senate. They just will not let go of uh, the filibuster. And... Uh, when a bill comes up in the Senate that is good for the country, good for our people, and it cuts into, I don't know, corporate profits or uh, cuts into uh, things that the uh, Christian evangelical right believes, then Republicans will be against it, of course. And to get past the filibuster, it requires 60 votes of senators, which means in today's Senate, uh, which is split 50-50, you need uh, 50 Democrats and then 10, 10 Republicans to close down the filibuster. We're never going to get that. Uh, this latest bill that passed the Senate, and then it's going to um, President Biden's desk for his signature is the uh, a firearm safety measure. Now, it does practically nothing, uh, but it's something. Okay. And people who advocate for the uh, outlawing of uh, guns of war, which AK-47s and AR-15s and all those kind of things uh, and shout at um, the president and the vice president when they come to console a community about the latest mass shooting and shout at them, 
do something, do something. Well, this is something. And getting anything at all past the Republicans in the Senate is, well, it's something. Okay, fact number two, not enough research monies are being devoted to carbon capture technology. A sense of global urgency is missing. Hmm. Uh, there are carbon capture uh, businesses starting up or industries starting up, and they're at the starting phases of their growth curve. And uh, it's a rather expensive proposition. There's a one up in Canada, and I forget the name of it. I've done a segment on a past show about five or six shows ago. Uh, they suck the air through these fans, remove carbon dioxide, and then turn that carbon dioxide into airline fuel. Well, of course, that's way more expensive than just uh, drilling the oil and gas out of the earth, and which releases plenty of uh, uh, CO2 in and of itself, but it's available and there's hope that it could be expanded to a, you know, worldwide endeavor. Okay, uh, fact number three, the divide between rich nations and poor nations uh, incidentally, who contribute less to CO2 buildup, by the way, is creating distrust mm. so that every nation might not get on board um, with global solutions. Um, I can see that. The uh, island nation of Kiribati, uh, the Maldives, um, they don't contribute hardly anything to uh, global warming, but they're the ones who are going to suffer um, sea level rise. They might even just disappear altogether. But, uh, you know, I can see their gripe about this. Okay, that's the poor nations. Okay, uh, Greta Thunberg, the uh, uh, Swedish youth activist. Is, is she Swedish or Norwegian? I think she's Swedish. Okay, Greta Thunberg, in 2019, in a talk to world leaders, said, quote, I don't want your hope. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I do every day. And I want you to act. I want you to behave like her house is on fire because it is. Okay? And she is... Uh, in the faction of climate activists that, uh, you know, are panicking. Okay, uh, corporate greenwashing and government inaction uh, is the order of the day, really. All of these corporations that just pay lip service and uh, greenwashing service to their products, uh, they... I know they're the worst kind of uh, corporations that we have. I mean, there's all sorts of types of uh, evil corporations, but the ones that rely on greenwashing are the worst. And governments really aren't doing anything in general. All of these pledges that they make when they get together for climate uh, 
meetings, worldwide climate meetings, uh, they make pledges that sound good, like uh, by the year 2030 or by the year 2050, they will have reduced blah, 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 which is another thing that Greta Thunberg said uh, at one of these meetings addressing world leaders, blah, 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 blah. And she's right. Okay, the, the future is pitted against quarterly profits now, okay? There are very few visionary corporate executives that uh, are not concerned with just quarterly profits, maybe for their own personal bonuses. Who knows what motivates them? Okay. <sighs> I have some good news, real good news. This Thursday, which is tomorrow, by the way, Megan Rapino from the women's national soccer team and a gold medalist will be receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom. In addition to her athletic prowess, she has been an advocate for women's rights, minority rights, and LGBTQ Writes, Rapino was the first white athlete and the first female athlete to take a knee during the national anthem in support of Colin Kaepernick. In remarks, she thanked him personally for being, quote, so brave and giving us all a path to use our voices and to stop and to step outside of ourselves. She also thanked the uh, founders of Black Lives Matter, which is Patrice Coulars, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tomei, Tometi, sorry. Uh, she also thanked her fiancé, Sue Bird, who plays in the WNBA this year and is retiring after this season. And uh, Sue Bird also played on the women's national basketball team and is a multiple multiple gold medal winner for that. Uh, right now she plays for the Seattle Storm in the WNBA. Uh, she thanked Billie Jean King, and this is a quote from Megan Rapino, and she's talking about Billie Jean King, a short-haired, wild-ass lesbian who uh, opened so many doors for us all. Good news, good news, good news. Uh, I'm sure that that uh, awarding of the Presidential Medal of Freedom will be uh, televised, probably not live, but it'll be on uh, my lefty propaganda shows, MSNBC. Um, and she's not the only one either. There's, I don't know, 10 or 12 others, uh, one of which is, who I'm having a brain freeze on the greatest uh, female gymnast of all time. Oh, man, I hate these brain freezes. But uh, anyway, it, it'll pop into my mind. Okay, good news. Good news, good news. I, I always try to find some good news for my listeners out there who, uh, especially Stan Gustafson. Stan, if you're listening, you wanted me to give you more good news. Well, here is some more. Okay. S sip of uh, my water. 
Okay. Contra Costa Board of Education member. Now, Contra Costa County is um, across the San Francisco Bay from uh, Marin County and Sonoma County. Uh, Contra Costa Board of Education member Anna Marie Avila called for a 4th of July boycott in a Facebook post on Friday, uh, this last Friday, the 1st, July 1st. And this is a quote from her. I am choosing to continue my annual protest of not celebrating the 4th of July because I believe in this country's freedom of speech. And she goes on, I also believe that a majority of the, the majority in this country supports a woman's right to choose how to protect their body and their family, meaning the Roe v. Wade travesty from our Supreme Court um, conservative six members. Uh, she has received hundreds of hostile comments, of course, and uh, one phoned death threat to the Contra Costa County Board of Education, undoubtedly from a MAGA-head Republican. The Contra Costa Republican Party has since called for her to resign her post and are circulating a petition to that effect. Hmm. So the Contra Costa County Republican Party does not believe in free speech? Of course they don't. They're Republicans, for God's sakes. Which brings me to a question I posed on my Facebook page announcing this show. Uh, I always do this. Um, you know, usually by Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll... Um, cut and paste my picture and then uh, put underneath it a message about what I'm going to be talking about uh, on the upcoming show. Well, okay, which brings me to a question I posed on my Facebook page announcing this show that you're listening to now or watching on YouTube. Um, which is the most evil influence on the Republican Trump cult? The oil and gas industry, or the stupid MAGA head QAnon followers, or the evil evangelical right-wing Christians. I mean, it's a neck-and-neck -neck race to the finish line where we're all going to be finished if something isn't done about Republicans in political office. Uh, time check. Okay. First, the Christian nationalists. The faith of the defeated, sore losers, wannabe slave owners of the South is the Christian nationalists, the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, which, by the way, I've got a little article that I didn't get a chance to write it into my notes, but I've got it right here. Um, let me get my magnifying glass out right quick. Uh, okay, the, the title of this 
small article, it's not going to take a long time for me to read this, is staunch conservative to lead the Southern Baptists. Uh, Anaheim, Orange County, that's where it was being held. Uh, Bart Barber is a staunch Southern Baptist conservative who would welcome bans on abortion, opposes critical race theory, if he even knows what it is, and believes only men should serve as pastors. I've said on many of my shows that all religions are essentially misogynistic. Well, here he comes right out and says it about the uh, Southern Baptists. Okay, yet Barber elected Tuesday. Let's see, now when was this? I think this is about three Tuesdays ago. Um, in the middle of June or early June. Eh, who cares? Uh, yet Barber elected Tuesday as the new president of the Southern Baptist Convention, says he has a track record of dialogue uh, with those who disagree on those and other issues. In other words, he's talking to them. Dialogue sounds too religious. Okay. He has called for an army of peacemakers amid bitter political battles in the nation's largest Protestant denomination. Hopefully that won't last very long. Um, Christian church memberships is on a downward trend, and uh, nuns, N-O-N-E-S, um, not N-U-N-S, that's the Catholic slave women, uh, nuns, meaning meaning atheists, uh, agnostics, uh, non-churchgoers, um, people who answer no particular religion when asked by poll workers. Uh, those are the nuns. Okay. And their number is increasing. Uh, I'm not going to say exponentially because that would be quicker than they actually are, but they're increasing, which should give all of us hope for a brighter future for this country. Okay, I'm editorializing here as if you didn't know. Uh, he defeated, now we're talking about Bart Barber, he defeated three other candidates and ultimately prevailed in a runoff vote at the SBC's Southern Baptist Convention national meeting in Anaheim. His closest rival, Tom Ascol, A-S-C-O-L, had complained of too much wokeness uh, in the membership. God, woke is another stupid term used by Republicans and right-wing MAGA heads to mean anything uh, any belief that is accepting of uh, people who are different than them in some way, uh, that's all woke means. I've gone into that, uh, or the origin of that term, uh, I don't know, five or six shows ago. and uh, But it's in a pro been appropriated by the stupid-ass Republicans for their own use. If you call somebody woke, 
Well, that's supposed to be a pejorative. I don't see it as a pejorative. I'm announcing to all my listeners and viewers, I'm woke and I'm proud of it. All right. In other words, I've got compassion, acceptance, and nothing but goodwill for people who are likewise accepting and compassionate and people of goodwill. That's all it is. Okay. Back to my rant. Okay. Um, nomination and sought to move it further to the right. How can you be more right-wing than the Southern Baptist Convention. Jesus. Okay, in the runoff, Barber won about 61% of the delegates' votes to 39% for Ascol. Barber, pastor of First Baptist Church of Farmersville, Texas. Texas, God bless. Uh, of course it's Texas. All right, says... Theology was the heart was at the heart of epic Southern Baptist battles of the late 20th century in which conservatives gained control and purged moderate members from leadership and teaching positions. But today, secular politics are setting both the tone and the subject matter of many of our most hotly debated issues, creating a, quote, toxic environment, he said on his church's website. As far as I'm concerned, the whole Baptist religion is toxic. Okay. Okay. Barber, who is 52 years old, also has expressed dismay at the mean-spirited behaviors attributed to some SBC officials in a recent investigative report that details how the denomination stonewalled sex abuse victims. Hmm. I'm okay, this is a quote, okay, because I'm I'm gonna lapse into my pastor accent. I'm praying that God will give me the wisdom to know what to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, he said in a recent broadcast interview, he has said that the scathing 288-page investigative report from the Guidepost Solutions with disturbing details about how the church mishandled sex abuse claims and mistreated victims is only the beginning of a long and arduous journey. Okay, are, are the Southern Baptists trying to outdo the Catholic Church in sex abuse? Okay, you're, you're going to have to go a ways before you can hope to outdo the Catholic Church. Okay, okay, I got off my real notes here. Um, but anyway, uh, that was the S Southern Baptist Convention. Let's see, where am I? Christian nationalism. Okay, uh, first, excuse me, let me adjust my microphone. I just knocked the spit guard or... 
I, I forget what you call this round thing that you can see on YouTube. Okay, For, let me just start this over. First, the Christian nationalists, the faith of the defeated sore losers, wannabe slave owners of the South. Uh, the shape of the Christian nationalist movement in the post-Roe future is coming into view, and it should terrify anyone concerned for the future of our constitutional democracy. Overturning Roe v. Wade did not satisfy Christian rightists. It only whetted their appetite for more control of this country. Their theology of dominionism, theology of dominionism, says that, quote, all right-thinking Christians have a biblically derived mandate to take control of all aspects of government and society. If that doesn't frighten my listeners and watchers out there on YouTube, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, they really want to turn this country into a theocracy. Theocracy. Government by old white men that tell you what God tells them to tell you. Hmm. All right, where'd I get off the rails here? The leadership of uh, Christian nationalism is giddy about the legal arsenal that our Supreme Court has laid at their feet. All right? Meaning, Obergefell, Lawrence v. Texas, Griswold v. Connecticut, and even Loving versus Virginia. They're all next. I predict that the very next thing will be Griswold versus Connecticut, which um, won for women, married women, the right to birth control pills. Birth control pills before that were considered some kind of a evil thing used by women that were loose and sexually promiscuous. And uh, somebody brought a lawsuit in uh, Connecticut that worked its way up to the Supreme Court, and they overturned Connecticut's laws against um, birth control pills. And I don't have it in front of me, but there was another court decision uh, which allowed all women access to uh, birth control pills. Okay, that's going to be next. That's going to be next. Uh, Who? Lawrence v. Texas. Okay. Do you have the right to have sexual relations with a person of either sex in what cons um, conservative Christians consider an unnatural or ungodly manner, uh, meaning uh, uh, 
<laughs> oh, geez. Another brain freeze, meaning sodomy. Now, sodomy, when you hear that word, um, it, it raises the specter of having uh, male sex in a butt with another guy or another girl. Well, sodomy is that and more. It is, uh, as, as was defined in California's anti-sodomy law, as any non-procreative sex, uh, which also included oral sex. Okay. Um, Lawrence versus Texas um, went all the way up to the Supreme Court and all laws against, um, you know, unnatural sex uh, were wiped off the books. Okay. And uh, Obergefell, same-sex marriage, that is in the sights of these evil Christians they will they will overturn that if they see an opportunity to do that. Hmm. Okay. That was uh, the Christian nationalists. Okay. Um, oh, I got a quote for you. Blaise Pascal, a mathematician and all-around smart guy, back in 1670 said, quote, men never do evil so completely and cheerfully as when they do it from religious conviction. Here, here. Okay, um, all right. The uh, right-wing Christians, okay, we dealt with them as influencing the uh, uh, cult of the orange Sociopathic bloat bag. Okay, next is the oil and gas industry. Um, I'm not going to go into the entire sweep of uh, the industry's misappropriation of uh, our atmosphere, but I've gone into it on plenty of shows. Uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s, Exxon's own scientists uh, had a light bulb go on over their heads and realized that, gee, if all of this oil and natural gas that we're pulling out of the bowels of the earth get burned in factories and cars and cement making, well, CO2 levels in the atmosphere is going to increase thus making our atmosphere warmer, global warming. Uh, time check. Okay, and sip. Might as well get these out of the way at the same time. But another thing that um, the oil industry uh, is involved with is the manufacture of plastics. The oil and gas industry lobbyists are working overtime to derail California's proposed law to make single-use plastics illegal. That bill is winding its way through the 
California legislature as we speak. Plastic items are uh, use hydrocarbons in their manufacture, and uh, any reduction in, say, you know, plastic water bottles uh, harms the gas and oil industry. They have deliberately misled consumers to believe plastic products were recyclable when they were not. Now, some are, and they have this little symbol called chasing arrows on the bottom of bottles and other plastic containers and things. And there's a number inside the center of that uh, circular uh, chasing arrows symbols. Now, I'm not sure what means what, but um, consumers have been convinced that if it has that symbol on the bottom, excuse me, on the bottom, that it's recyclable totally. Well, only plastic items that have one or two of the numbers, I think there's five or maybe six altogether, um, two out of that five or six are recyclable. The rest are not, okay? But the plastic industry doesn't want you to know that. Uh, on a coming up show, I will tell you uh, what these various numbers mean, um, okay? But I don't know that right now. Uh, just don't use plastic items. Um, in an attempt to get the industry off the hook, the Plastics Industry Association, which is a uh, oh, manufacturer's group, they, they pay for all the plastics manufacturers contribute to keeping this plastics industry association going. They're the ones that pay for lobbyists that go bribe politicians to vote how they want them to vote. Okay, let's see. I lost my place here. Plastics Industry Association said California leaders need to invest more to expand the state's recycling infrastructure to handle plastic materials more easily and educate people about how to recycle properly. Uh, do you see what they're doing here? They're tossing the responsibility off of them and onto the consumers, of course. It's like the gun industry. May they all rot in hell. What they want is emphasis on mental health. It's not guns. It's not the availability of guns in this country. It's not the fact that we have uh, 120 guns for every man, woman, and child in this country. Um, it's, uh, it's the fault of the consumers of guns, their mental health. It's their fault, not ours. The same way with the uh, um, plastics industry. It, it's not us. It's the consumer's fault. They need to know how to recycle properly. Hmm. Uh, so, 
uh, California's uh, Attorney General Rob Bonta is launching an investigation into the plastics and the oil and gas industry for their deceptive practices. Well, it's out in the open for all to see. He's not going to have to investigate very deeply to come up with the fault here. Another sip. Okay. So uh, we've covered the uh, evil Christian nationalists and the evil plastics industry and oil and gas industry. They're all lumped into the same category. Uh, as far as uh, having an influence on the Republican uh, stupid-ass MAGA-head cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag. Okay, third item. The stupid QAnon beliefs uh, have migrated into the mainstream Republican belief system. Beyond just getting the orange sociopathic bloat bag back into the White House... Uh, the GOP QAnoners use the terms pedophilia and grooming as their go-to attacks on liberals, progressives, Democrats, and anyone in the LGBTQ community. And believe me, uh, the Republicans' stormtroopers and I'm saying the Proud Boys and uh, the Two Percenters and the Wolverine Watchers and the Oath Keepers. Those are the stormtroopers of the Republican Party. Make no mistake about it. And what's really frightening is those people have all the AR-15s. They have all the guns. You know, liberals and progressives... Um, are not gun owners, by and large. You know, I don't have a gun. Uh, oh, boy. And uh, I've been hearing about the coming civil war, and the people that say that, I think, are being overly dramatic. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay? And... Uh, you, you see these stupid cue flags and signs and you think to yourself, how could any uh, reasonable person believe that? Well, Republicans and MAGA heads and orange sociopathic bloat bag cultists are not reasonable. I mean, that's... That's why they are preyed upon and why they contribute to the grifter-in-chief, uh, the guy whose name I will not mention, to his re-election efforts. Not re-elections, reinstallation efforts. You know, stop the steal election, uh, the 2020 election. Okay, now here's... A topic that I'm probably going to going to get into hot water for. I consider myself a feminist. I consider myself an ally of the LGBTQ community. Um, 
especially lately, uh, the trans community, the, uh, the Proud Boys, their latest efforts are interrupting uh, uh, drag queen story times in libraries. This has happened in, I don't know, five or six different cities across the United States where uh, a drag queen goes into a library and gets a children's book out and reads to them. And it happened over here in San Leandro in a library where five or six proud boys uh, broke in. Well, they didn't break in. They just walked in to the library and started uh, calling the drag queen who was doing the children's book reading, you know, a groomer, a pedophile, rah, 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 just anything that they could do to disrupt it, you know, and the uh, the sheriff's department was called, and the sheriffs ushered them out. This has happened in three or four, five or five or six libraries across the state. Okay, but uh, this has only cropped up within the last year, uh, even before that, or even after that, within the last four or five months, really, uh, they've decided that uh, drag queens are a threat to our, through our, uh, to our country's, what, normalcy? Uh, this lady over in Contra Costa who is boycotting Fourth of July uh, may have something. I might not I didn't really celebrate it this year either. Uh, there were very few firecrackers in our neighborhood. And uh, I'm not sure that you can buy even safe and sane fire fireworks in uh, Sonoma County. Maybe you can, but uh, anyhow. Radical feminists who refuse to see trans women as quote-unquote real women are just as much a threat to the trans community as any GOP Republican hate monger. And radical transgender people who have changed our language, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but, quote, people with vaginas, instead of saying women, uh, I'm not going to go along with this. Women are when, women are women, and I'm more than willing to accept and encourage trans women to call themselves women. I am never going to refer to any woman or a trans woman as a person with a vagina. And I am not going to refer to any guy, including myself, or a trans man as a person with a penis. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not. All right? I'm a language nerd, I guess you might say. And I'm just not going to go along with these changes. And it's not because... 
or it's not just because I am of the generation that uh, was growing up in quote-unquote normal times. Um, the uh, number of gays uh, and lesbians and members of the LGBTQ community are about 9% of the population, the total population. Now, the percentage is higher the younger age group that you're asking about this. Excuse me, another time check. Okay. Um, the number of uh, transgender kids um, below the age of 18 is really about 0.8%, okay? And gender dysphoria is a real thing, and parents of transgender kids, even the youngest ones, you know, four, five, six years old, should just hold your horses and let them transition socially you know, let them wear clothing that is uh, uh, not usual for members of their gender or members of their sex that they were assigned at birth. It's okay. Um, accept them, love them, give them plenty of time to explore that. And... Most, I have an article that I will be reading on the next show where most uh, kids who believe that they are of a gender other than the sex they were assigned at birth uh, do persist. Some, I admit, desist, meaning they change back. Okay, that's a whole process of exploring who you are as growing up. I'm not... 100% certain of who I am. And Jesus, I'm getting up there. I know that I am a, uh, let me be politically correct about this. I know that I am a white, cisgender, heterosexual male. I've been that my whole life. I've never had any doubts about it. But, um, uh, those younger kids who are uncomfortable with the sex that they were assigned at birth, love them and let it play out. Okay, I've got two quickie articles here that I've got to get to. Uh, this is so stupid. Uh, I, I just had to cut this out. It's a short article. And... Uh, Oh, boy, the Dallas Cowboys, which is America's team. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys sparked criticism on social media after announcing a marketing agreement with a gun-themed agreement with a gun, uh, with a company that blends, uh, coffee blends that include AK-47 Espresso, Silencer Smooth, and murdered out the partnership with the Black Rifle Coffee Company 
was revealed the day after more than a half dozen people died in a shooting at a 4th of July parade in suburban Chicago. Hmm. Uh, it also comes a little more than a month since the Cowboys announced their role in a $400,000 donation to support victims and survivors of the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 students and two teachers died or were shot. Uh, the tweet announcing the agreement between America's team and America's coffee drew about 200 comments in the first few hours. Quote, uh, maybe read the room a bit, guys, one person posted. Another wrote, the Dallas Cowboys just lost one of their biggest fans. Integrity matters. That couldn't have been a Texan that wrote that. Uh, the Cowboys declined comment. Okay, real quick. Um, chickens fed with clippings from a licensed medical marijuana farm in Thailand appear to benefit from the supplement, which may also help poultry farmers cut antibiotic use. Chiang Mai University researchers worked with Ong Ard, oh boy, Pan, Panachatiralaska, that's somebody's name, okay, to see whether leftover pot leaves at his farm could improve the quality and taste of the chickens along with their health. The cannabis-supplemented chickens tended to have fewer cases of avian bronchitis. The quality of the bird's meat was also superior based on fat and moisture content as well as tenderness. All right, that is good news. Okay, here's my play-out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access and remember think critically think logically but live joyously and most importantly pet your cats mm -hmm.